What's good, everybody? It's been a minute. Welcome to Ricky's Room. If you are new, welcome, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. My name is Ricky Denham, and I'm the host of this program. Happy Black History Month, and Happy New Year, even though you shouldn't really be saying that after January, you feel me? For this particular conversation, I had the pleasure to talk to the talented Deshaun J, Chicagoland's own, currently resides in L.A. He's a writer. He's a filmmaker. He's just a good guy, a good person, man. I had the pleasure to meet him back in 2017 um, when we first transferred to Clark, August 2017. And I've seen his involvement in the film and television industry, and I'm just proud of his talent, proud of his uh, work ethic. This conversation took place on Wednesday, August 16th, 2023, at 3 o'clock p.m. Enjoy the conversation and stay tuned towards the end for upcoming announcements. I want to ask you this. Do you remember your first day at Clark? Ooh, my first day? Um... Yeah, I, I look. I remember. I remember a little of it. Not, 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 not all of it. Um, man, um, I felt kind of like lost a little bit just because, like, you know, I had transferred from Southern Illinois. That's the first school I attended, and um, you know, I mean, I, I Clark. I may have only knew. Actually, I knew three people. I knew three people that was from my city. It was, it was three. It was three women. Um, they were. I all went to high school with them, but still, I didn't know a lot of people, and um, I just remember I was a little. Uh, I was a little frustrated with my mom because I was supposed to uh, have my car. You know what I mean? This is a whole city I didn't, I didn't, I was never in. Mm-hmm. And I was just on campus. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't, it was just, it was just tough. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really know anybody other than those three women. Yeah. I was, maybe only one of them stayed like on campus, mm. you know what I mean? So, um, but man, it was, it was really a magical feeling though. You know what I mean? Like kind of just being at HBCU. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I remember. That's the only thing I kind of remember on just on that day. I mean, yeah. You know, so. Was that your first time in Atlanta or you been in Atlanta before? First time ever in Atlanta. Oh, wow. So was it like a culture shock for you? Was it a culture shock or was you like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the right place oh, yeah. for me to be? Yeah, it was like a, man, yeah, it was a real big culture shock. Um, I didn't know it was like, I didn't really have any, I didn't know really the history of Atlanta. I didn't know it was going to be like that many black people. Um, it was my first time. I mean, I traveled like a good amount as a kid, um, but it was definitely like a culture shock for real, like just the culture of the city and like, you know, where everything was at, you know, like the, the West End and everything. It was, yeah. it was different, bro. Yeah, definitely different for sure. Um, you know, if you're coming from, you know, because none like Atlanta, not, uh, to be honest, for real, for real. I mean, I know it's becoming like a, a, a culture pot, a mixing pot, a melting pot if you will, in, in the city. So folks from everywhere kind of uh, gravitating towards down there. But as far as the people that was born and bred, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different vibe. It's a different energy anytime you go down there. So, um, so I'm sure you, you know, you coming from uh, Chicago, right? Is that where you're from? Yeah. So coming from Chicago to Atlanta, like it, it's a different scene for sure. Definitely. I don't, no, I don't blame you for that. What, uh, what part of Chicago are you from? 
I'm actually from the west uh, suburbs of Chicago in a um uh, um it's not a small city. I, I I'm from a city called like Aurora. Aurora, yeah, I used to tell people Chicago from like because outside the state, if I say Aurora, you ain't even gonna know what that is. But Aurora is actually the like the third biggest city in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like about it's I want to say west of Chicago, maybe like 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, um, that that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that city. Um, it had a good amount of people, but you know Atlanta was obviously bigger. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm blessed to have went there you know it definitely shaped me you know for just how i view the world and just my perspective on everything yeah um, yeah 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 i heard of, i definitely heard about aurora for a couple of reasons number one um my mom's from chicago and i have mm-hmm. a lot of family from chicago so um um when i was in fifth grade our class had to do a state report that was not in california so i did illinois because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where most of my family from so yeah, i didn't I, know that yeah, yeah. So I did. I was talking about like other parts besides Chicago. I was talking about like uh, Rockford and Aurora and yeah. uh, Champaign, mm, yeah. like all all the yeah. places. So um, yeah, I definitely heard of Aurora. And if I'm not mistaken, ain't that where um, uh, Carl Thomas? Ain't he from uh, Aurora, Illinois? Yeah, he actually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he he put it on for y'all city for real, for real. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a lot of people came out of Aurora, man. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I, I dig that, bro. Um, I'm very curious too. So, what made you want to get into film, uh, specifically? Film specifically, I mean, growing up, um, growing up, I was always into writing. Um, I want to say I started writing maybe like in middle school. Um, and I really, I originally just wanted to. I just wanted to be a screenwriter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because like, writing, I was able to kind of escape from like a lot of things I was kind of going through or like, it's just my, like, you know, it's my self-expression. I mean, I grew up an athlete as well, but you know, writing was like, you know, everything is just all of a sudden I, I, I've been into um, actual film and filmmaking. I didn't really get into until maybe like my last like semester at Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Say, what is that? I'll probably say like 2016. Um, gotcha. when I started kind of when I started thinking about it like the thought the thought was in my mind you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, it was a it was an actual um man bro, I, I was in a I forgot what what assignment it was man but I had to make like a like a short film man. it was maybe like only 60 seconds and like you know I was like bro like I can't you know it was always seemed like damn like making a film kind of seemed like impossible you know what I mean like it was like damn like you know what I mean but I ended up making it with um I had a roommate, his name was Ryan. Um, it was him. And I don't know if I filmed it or I had somebody else, but I, I don't remember what the short film was and I've seen it. And I was so fascinated that I that I completed it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like good or anything. It was like, I don't know, it was something small. It was like a, it's like maybe a 60 second like short film, but it was just so fascinating to me because it was just so, you know, it, it was like creative, like whatever project it was, it was something super creative, but that, that was just a thought in my mind. I didn't think about being a filmmaker or kind of like indulging in that like after it was like dope and I completed the assignment. I think I had got an A on it. Mm. If I can remember, I just don't remember what what the context of the assignment was, but I know we had to do a film and it was for Southern. They didn't have a strong um communications program or like a media program. It was like some it was like and that's one of the reasons why I transferred because I didn't want to like just look back and like, you know, why the fuck did I go to Southern Illinois? You know what I mean? Why did so, you go there? 
Why did you well, want to go to there, Southern Illinois? I went there more so because my mom kind of like, she was kind of like forcing us to go to college. She was saying, you know, you're going to live in this house. You're going to go get an education and stuff. And I didn't want to, I wanted to just get out of a, to the city I was in. Right, you know, right. You're there and you kind of want to, you want to explore the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think it's more so when I was picking colleges, um, I was really worried about really just the tuition, man. And kind of like, I didn't want to just like be buried in debt. I thought yeah. about Columbia, Chicago. That's um, where my mom went. My mom went there. Columbia College of uh, Chicago. Yeah. yeah, my mom went there. Yep. So that's the school. That's school I really wanted to go to. I was gonna go there, but it's just too expensive. And then, um, and then I think Southern Illinois was one of the only, like, one of the only options if I could remember. Um, and then, and, um, and and your intention was film, right, or was this some other major? It was. I mean, it was just communication. It was. Got just it, got and you. then, um, I just wanted to write, though. I didn't want to be a filmmaker back then. Like, mm. I was thinking about writing, not really, because I just was so fascinated really with the writing process and I care yeah. more about the actual writing of like television shows movies more so as the actual filmmaking process of it um, so, so screenwriting just screenwriting only not like books or yeah, nothing like that screenwriters only yeah. and then Makes when sense. I um yeah so but more so long story short I went there really because it was a school my mom was supposed to go to uh, but she got pregnant with me. So it was more so she didn't force me to go, but she was leaning, you know, saying, oh, like Southern Illinois. And then I was like, screw it. Like I went and um, I actually enjoyed my time there. Um, it definitely, that was another thing that like shaped me because you, you're you're getting to experience and being around like other, other kids from like different walks of life. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? And um, I definitely have like some great experiences there, but that's one of the main reasons I go. My mom had went because my mom had, um, not forcing me, but she was just, she was like, you know, persuading me, like, you know, kind of like real strongly, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a train, you know, I was a transfer too. You know, when I was a Clark, I came in my, uh, my junior year. Cause, uh-huh. Cause before then I was in a film school in the, in the LA area. Uh, went to Columbia college, Hollywood, which yeah. is kind of related. They used they to, connected? yeah, they used to be, but then they ended up like uh, branching out and like doing their own thing. But when they first uh, started, they yeah. uh that school in Columbia College, uh Chicago was like heavily associated with each other. Yeah. And just like you, you know, I had a I had a really good time there too. Um, yeah. you know, while I was there. And it was funny because even though I was uh around that time, I spent a lot of time at USC, even though I wasn't a student. I didn't even get into USC. <laughs> uh I wasn't a student, but my cousin was. So uh there will be times where, you know, I'll be like on at my film school for two, three days out the week. And then I would just be on USC's campus, you know, for twice a week, you know, hanging out with my cousin or going to uh, classes that are open to the public. Yeah. I always wanted to low key. I always wanted to go to USC. Like when I was a, I was a kid, man, but I ain't gonna lie. I um, I just never thought I, I would get accepted. I didn't even like apply. It's know? hard, bro. I know you could have tried though, you know, don't hold yourself back. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, but I just, you know, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It is a small percentage, and honestly, you just got to know, you got to know people, and so a lot of folks that got into that program Mm -hmm. were uh, uh, blessed and very privileged to be in that space, especially Mm -hmm. if they got a cousin or a parent, a grandparent that that went there, or somebody that grew up to have access to a lot of these, uh, access to film or the mm-hmm. access to the knowledge of film, um, you know, so 
and def- there's definitely a percentage that work hella hard to get there. You know what I'm saying? But most of the time, you just gotta know somebody. Yeah, that's how you get. That's how you get in. It's very clickish. About them connections, man. <laughs> that, that part, you know, Steven Spielberg. Um, I think I read this story how um, you know, he applied to USC like three times before he even got in. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. I know yeah. I know there was a lot of a lot of the grades they went there more oh, so yeah. than like the the grad program though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, graduate for sure, for sure. Um, what was what's uh hell of a give me give me um actually know it. I was gonna ask you this question. Give me a day that you give me like the most lit day that you had at uh what was your other school? What was the name of it? Southern Illinois. Yeah, give me like a day that you never forgot at Southern oh, Illinois. Man. The time I, of I, the, the I time to couple, be alive. I had a couple of those days, man. I feel like college, man, whoever go to college, man, depending on which what school you go to, those is like I hate when people say it's the best years of your life because that sounds kind of like it sounds like the rest of your life gonna be miserable. That's just like some weak ass shit to say, but Man, Facts. like Southern Illinois, bro. I, I don't think a lot of colleges have this. Southern Illinois, whoever went there, they remember there was this, they still have it. Um, I want to say it's called um I'm, I'm making it sound like it's ancient. It wasn't even that long ago, but um they had these days called Solar Bear, bro, where it's not homecoming, it's not um it's not homecoming, it's any school celebration. It's literally you drink all day. Like you oh, wake man. up and drink, bro. And it, but it's a tradition inside the city. So you just wake up and you get and, and then like you you'll be riding around and like everybody just outside, bro. Everybody just outside walking to like the frat houses, bro. Lit, bro. Like man. lit. Um, man. I had I want to say I want to say my freshman year because I was a freshman, it was just cool. Mm-hmm. But then like my sophomore year, it's two. I think it, I want to say it's one day in the fall and maybe one day in the spring or maybe it was just the fall. But it was that it wasn't even homecoming. And then, like, bro, it, it was so, like, lit. Like, you're waking up. Like, you're just going to people's cribs. Like, y'all just drinking. And then y'all walk into, like, the, it's, like, day parties, like, at the frat houses. Everybody just outside. Um, man, bro, I was that, – that was the time. That was probably one of the uh, – that was, like, a um, a lit day. Um, and then, you know, Southern Illinois is, a, is in a smaller town called Carbondale. So, I feel like schools like that are just kind of a little bit, I don't want to say more like funner, but like you kind of make the most of what you have because it's just so small. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it's always like a lot of stuff to get into, but that was probably like the most lit day. I'll probably say like my sophomore year, like uh, uh, solar, like solar bears, like in the fall, man, it was, bro, it was, it was just lit, man. Like, <laughs> you know, people on cars, like it's just fun. People on top of houses, <laughs> like, rules, like on the, on the, um, at the frat houses, bro, just lit, man. I was like, man, I, I, I'll never forget that, man. I'm, I'm blessed to have have went there for real, man. That sounds like a time to be alive for sure. <laughs> can't, sure. Can't knock that. I actually, I think I had one friend that went there, and she was from Chicago too, and I think she went there around the same time you did. So, but I'm sure like she probably had that experience, the same experience that you did. Pretty much the majority of the black um, population there, I think I want to say was from Chicago. For real, mm-hmm. like actually, like in the city, you know, different sides. Majority of people I met, they were all, and I was friends with there. They were all from Chicago, or maybe like the small suburban parts, like how mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. Suburban. But like they were probably like a little closer to Chicago. You yeah. Know what I mean? So totally makes yeah. sense. Word. Okay, I dig that. So, yeah. uh, why why did you decide to choose Clark specifically? Clark Atlanta. So 
it got to a time like my sophomore year, man. I um I don't know what was in me, man. Um I really, I really was um I felt like I was like in a box, like at Southern Illinois, man. I was trying to be, you know, this big writer. It's, it's what I want to do, but it's like it's Southern Illinois. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Carbondale, Illinois. And I felt like, I mean, I kind of got to go to a bigger school, but not even more so a bigger school. I just have to go to a bigger city just to get more connections and kind of do more things. And um, um, I thought about, you know, Columbia again, um, being in Chicago. But um, I don't think Columbia was more the picture. I was more so looking at that's when I was looking at USC again. Mm-hmm. But um, man, it, it was just so expensive. And um, somebody had mentioned to me one time, like, why don't you just kind of like think about like Atlanta? Like, you know, because that's when everybody was saying like, oh, like Tyler Perry, like, you know, Atlanta it was like, you know, Black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, Clark didn't even like, like cross my mind. You know, I'm going to HBCU. I didn't really, I didn't, it didn't really like cross my mind. So uh, I was just looking and, you know, I was like, well, why would I apply? I started looking into their program. I was like, man, they have a dope program, but it's more so about the city of Atlanta. Yeah. Know? And I seen like, that's when I noticed, like, damn, a lot of things are being filmed in Atlanta. A lot of productions are transpiring. But they have a big, like, media space. So I ended up, like, applying, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up, like, getting in. You know what I mean? I kind of thought about it for a little bit. And then um, I was like, hey, man, this is, you know, this is where I want to go. I mean, I got one life. I'm going to go here. But I didn't, like, choose it because of the, uh, of it being an HBCU. But not, but not like, to, like, you know, uh, I just didn't, I wasn't really educated on HBCUs. I didn't really, um. I didn't like grow up like knowing anything about them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was really transformed just because I wanted to be in a bigger city to kind of get more connections because I was more so kind of um, trying to dabble inside the media space and writing, just being inside that world. So that's why like I, I chose it. And then um, more so everything like came after everything I was experiencing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was more so being about like being in Atlanta. You know what so, I mean? So. So it makes sense for sure. Yeah. Um. So when you got there, how did you, how did you like, how did you personally like the, the classes that you took there? The classes I took there, um, well, you know, you transfer, you still kind of got some gen eds, you know what I mean? I'm taking chemistry and, you know, not looking back and like, bro, I was not even taking this. Like, it's just, you know, you don't really. Man, I feel that. I always, I always, um. I always exceeded like heavily, like all A's inside like the media inside film classes, just because that's that's where my interest was. Like I don't even think in none of those classes I didn't get nothing less than really like an A. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then like just pet like I I I had loved I loved what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was sitting front row and everything. I think more so in the other classes I kind of got not mediocre grades, but I was really just trying to get by. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just trying to get by. <laughs> it's because like I already I had a mentor. I have a mentor in my life. He's not like in a film and media space. He's a basketball coach. That's and like, and like, he always told me, man, like, you know, you know, make sure you, you know, it, you should have no reason to get good grades. You know what I mean? You know, but I'm letting you know, kind of like these certain classes is like the the core classes you're taking. I mean, you kind of, you're going to kind of look back and be like, you know, like them, them classes, they don't, you can't really apply nothing to that. Like in, you know, in, in your life, depending on what, what field you're in. You know, so I always kind of like as a as a waste of time, but I did more so I didn't fail or flunk any of them or anything like that. But as I kind of look back, I didn't I didn't try like my hardest like in them just because I was more so as focused on what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that was really that though. That went when I first got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So did you take a screenwriting class when you was there? 
or any so, type of writing, writing like English, whatever. How were those classes? That also, yeah. writing specifically. And English was a class, and that's how I knew I, I loved writing. English was a class always at high school, middle, middle school, high school, and college. I always exceeded in um in English, mm. like, just because I loved writing essays. Um, my mom used to. I used to always give it to my mom to kind of like she'll proofread it. I used to always used to love writing essays. Yeah. Um, just kind of always been like a nerd when it comes to writing. Um, I, I took a screenwriting class by, um, I forgot the professor's name. Um, she was older. She's probably like the oldest in the, um, not not to uh, talk about her age, but I remember she was like kind of like the oldest like on the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dr. Stevens. You remember her? Yeah, I never, I personally never had her, but yeah. I do know about her for sure. Yeah, but the screenwriting class was so, kind of to what I know now, obviously you get better as a writer it was so like it's really just like the base like the basic basics like it was like the one-on-one I can't even look at it they didn't really like it didn't really like I mean it did help you I mean they're like it's college but like it was like the base like the basics I mean it's kind of like elementary school uh... like and like it was more so it's like okay like but it was still it was still college level for people who was really really want to learn screenwriting. I remember um, certain things that pop in my head. I remember we were watching um, Charlie Chapel's. I, I hope I pronounced his name right. He's like an older older filmmaker. He um we used to watch like um, what what era Charlie who you mean Charlie Chaplin? Chaplin Chaplin. Yeah my yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. No, you good? <laughs> but, um, yeah that's old old. Yeah that's no because it, it was so old. But I remember we used to um I forgot what film. It was, but it was black and white, and we basically has to write the. Um, we basically had to write the, just the, um, everything we seen visually like on the screen, and she was basically training us to, because that's that's how you're supposed to, you know, write, just kind of like what what what, that's what the reader when somebody's ever reading your script, they're supposed to like it's supposed to like visually like come off the page so they can kind of like you know see it, and yeah. uh, that was really that, and then really just format, and then we would have to um write maybe like two like two with like two three pages like script maybe just like a scene um and that was like maybe like a like our final or something like that but that was more so it was like we was kind of watching yeah like we were just kind of like watching things and we would just have to kind of like write it visually like on a script and I think one time we had to pitch something Mm. like something it was like but I think that was like more so finals and like a midterm that was really about it though that's dope that's yeah. no pitching is necessary. Uh, but I was about to say writing a final for two or three pages. I'm like, that's it. Like that's all that's, yeah, I think that's it's more like, like an easy scene. class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. real that's that's real that's still cool though. I'm sure you still learned a lot during that class, even though it was still uh, even though you were still advanced at that point. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Sure. I get it. Do you have any screenwriters that you look up to? Oh man. Um Ooh, I really love one of my favorites is um Kevin Williamson. Um, I'm like a um a stand of like the Screen franchise. Mm. Um, I kind of like I know his story. Like you know he um he wrote Screen like the he wrote Screen One, Screen Two, Screen Four, and then like he was just a producer on the rest, just because you know they brought in other writers. Yeah, he, I want to say he I don't know if he created Vampire Diaries, but I think he EP'd it. I know for mm. sure he. I don't know if he created it and then he wrote like Dawson's Creek um I was fascinated with um I just fascinated really with just his voice um and um I love him um I love um 
I love uh, it's so funny we just brought him up the other day, man. I really love one of my one of my my, my favorite writers really is uh Jewel. Oh yeah, shout out Jewel Taylor, like, man. Because when you yeah. when you when you the more uh you get into like writing, you realize like to really have your script stand out and really be a, a phenomenal writer, you really you have to have a voice. It's basically mm -hmm. like your version of whatever story you're telling. Like, you know, we read somebody's script if we can you know, get maybe like the references they're talking about, how they describe certain things. Like you kind of got to have, have a unique voice where somebody picks up your script and without reading who's it from, you know, they can probably guess, okay, no, he wrote it. You know what I mean? Because like mm -hmm. it's certain things. Um, love her. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is dope. Legend. Uh, Legend. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have like a, a long list of favorite, you know, writers. Those are like the ones I really, I really like and, you know, I admire. Um, that's a solid list. Yeah, so I'm always I'm, reading for sure, though. Mm, yeah, I, I feel that. No, I like I like that list. Those are pretty good. Um, those are definitely excellent, excellent, excellent writers, and yeah. uh, to to look up to, for sure. Yeah. Nah, I, I I think um they all have something to add to the table too. Like you can, and I didn't think about that. You're right. There is something beautiful when you read a script or if you watch a movie and you go like, okay, the per the personality of the writers there, I see it. Yes, yeah. this makes sense. Well, when, 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 when I didn't, when you kind of get deeper into writing and you want to um, just be somebody who, you know, you want to be phenomenal at the craft. Well, I don't want to say phenomenal, but you really kind of want to separate yourself from the pack. The If you kind of just study whether somebody's a filmmaker or a writer, the thing that that you know you you go watch a Quentin Tarantino like film or you read a script okay you're gonna know it's his you know right. what I mean? about yeah. like them as an artist where you know what I mean they have something like about them you know what I mean mm -hmm. and that's how you kind of brand yourself and that's how you you know you kind of just separate yourself from others you mm -hmm. know what I mean I gotta have that not not you don't now there's some people who are just great and they are just great writers and that's fine but if like people are like writers who have like brands who are like kind of getting these overall deals who who um are actually like well known if you actually take the time and kind of watch whatever they, like you know watch their um whatever their product or or read their scripts you realize okay like you know he has like there's a voice here like i can tell like they wrote this script you know mm -hmm. what i mean they're known for something you know what i mean so yeah that's what it's yeah. about like the more you know you get into it yeah 100 percent uh yeah. and you can tell like based on the work that they put in for every writer like for every screenwriter you can tell that they really care about this project based on how they write, how it's yeah, written right. and how it's expressed on Yeah, it's just a lot of work, man. It's a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> it's more than people more than people realize. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just or, a lot of, it's a lot of drafts to get something, you know, to up to par. Yeah. One thousand percent. Like, you know how many writers have to go back, like <laughs> they give in this draft, nope, go back, write it again, give it you turn, turn this draft, nope, go back, write it, re edit it. Next thing you know, you're on like that twentieth draft. Yeah, before they can get uh, greenlit. And then with all that, not, not with all that, like you can do all that, and then the script is still never done because, like, you know, you you could be in production for something, um, and you could be in production for something, and then like you lose a location or something just not clicking right. And okay, well, you have to rewrite it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like when you're in post production, let's say uh, you're in post production, and then a line's not really hitting. You looking at all the takes, well. You have to, I don't want to say it's not really rewriting, but you have to cut it in a way 
say where maybe like you know you cut that line of dialogue where they don't say it I, i've done that before that, that's very true same it, 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 so very true it's it's you know uh it's one of the like most crucial parts when it comes to like filmmaking and just you know film and tv in general mm-hmm. it's all story to me are there any other writers outside of screenwriting that you look up to or do you strictly stick to screenwriters like poets or authors or yeah. uh, journalists um or if it's just screenwriting like that's totally fine i uh kind of growing up growing up man i told you i was so um in love with writing um i used to read books i used to i read uh i feel like i read every goosebumps <laughs> hell yeah classic I read, I read um two um two of my favorite books was by uh lois duncan she uh wrote um I know what you did last summer, and then killing Miss, killing Mister Griffin. I did. Um, I did not know. Um, I know what you did last summer is a movie, right? Yeah, it was, no, yeah. It was. It was originally a book, and then, but it was. It was originally a book, but it got adapted into a film. But like the this huge overall, it's the same. But they kind of turned them more into like a horror film, like a lot of stuff that transpired in a book got you different and they the way they you know packaged it up you know mm-hmm. it turned into a horror film it was kind of more of like a thriller got it yeah I, I didn't i did not know that it was based off a book didn't know that but those were the kind of like the only books like i read but i always enjoy like reading you know mm-hmm. what i mean those are for, like the books that really come come to mind so yeah. but i don't really want to say that they were like I, goosebumps i'll say um who was the creator arlel uh stein arl stein, arl stein. Yeah. I would say he, he was one of my favorites because like I was always intrigued. Like my cousins, man, like they I came over to the crib one time because I, I didn't know they I, I went inside one of their rooms. They had like a, a box and they had like just a collection of like all like all like the all the books, man. Yeah. Like, I used to always buy them. I used to go to the library. I had a, like a library card. Yeah. I used to just enjoy reading, man. I used to just love, you know, just love stories, man. So I, I would just really say, um, I'll say Arlen Stein. I was really from the, as far as authors. Word. You know, Word. Yeah, I mean, it's stories is one of the best things that that's creative. I don't think there's one of the best things that we can do, whether that's sharing a story or telling a story, creating a story. There's nothing that exists outside of a story medium. I would say Stephen King, too. I forgot to mention him. Yeah. Uh, oh, legend for sure. Yeah. Stephen King. I read I remember I read it like twice. And then um, I read something else of his. I just kind of really don't remember. It was I remember I had a, I got Amazon Kindle at one point, and it was just on mm-hmm. my phone. I was just reading. You know That's what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'll say those two, man. Good ones. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the last book that you read from like cover to cover, or is there anything that you're reading right now? Right now, um, I'm not reading books heavily. I just read like a lot of scripts. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. I've read like a lot of scripts um, since since like I graduated I just read because like really like when you're just getting better and you're just kind of locked in and you just seen this if I read like a lot of scripts on the blacklist and I read like a lot of pilots um yeah. I wanted to get back I want to get back into like reading books mm-hmm. um but um yeah I ain't gonna lie like that's really what I've been kind of locked in and zoning I just read like a lot of scripts that's fine too what was the last uh, script that you last read I read um I read a lot. I read um I read the pilot to, to the last one. 
I read so much just because I read um so I, I give you like the last like couple I, I read um Challengers right. is coming out um early next year that's Zendaya starring in it. I don't, okay. know if you, I don't know if you've seen that that trailer where it got like a lot of people's attention because I think it looked like she's about to have like a threesome with two dudes and kind of got like a lot. Of people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. Um, I read Challengers. Um, I read They Call Him Tyrone again. That's one of my favorite scripts. Um, I read. Uh, why am I? Bro, I can pull out my phone because it's all I saw on my reading list. I don't know why I'm tweaking like this. I don't know if I'm. You good, bro? But I'll write on you. I was gonna say. Um, uh, let me see. It's on my reading list. Um, and for those that don't, and for those that don't know, how do you come? How do you find these scripts? Uh, so really, you can go on TV, uh, Google uh, Pilot, and those will pop up. All the, all the, um, you know, each year for television shows, you know, just always, you know, what's coming out um, on what, what shows are premiering. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I have all the years and then you could just click on whatever pilot had got made. Like, you know, you'll click on 2022, 2023. Like, you'll be like on a website, you click and it'll be like all the pilots that were produced. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You got that. You got, there's a new website for, um, you know, black filmmakers or or um, black writers. And like, it'll be like, it's like this website called The Black Script. And like, it'll just be all like, you know, top tier, like black scripts, small classics we have or recent like black films or TV shows. And then, so you got that. And then you got the blacklist. The blacklist is um, the best unproduced Hollywood scripts. Um, and you will kind of go on that and kind of just like see what, you know, you kind of study and then we'll say like, okay, well, me, I study like, okay, like why did this get chosen? Like, you know, why is script so special? And you kind of like learn, it's just like, you know, it's like how I treat, I treat filmmaking and writing kind of like how, like how Kobe, like, you know, how Kobe and Mike did, like you study, you study, not really your opponents, your opponents, but you study the game so you can get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more so like how you study, like coaches, like they study tape, like, yeah. you know, what I mean? like you kind of got to study it. You study the craft and everybody's like doing that. Cause that's how you get better. Right. You know what I mean? So repetition facts um i was gonna show you i was gonna say um swagger that's a show on apple bro apple. we can we can talk about swagger bro but i didn't um, i haven't i haven't got into the show to only only it was only the pilot oh um, okay okay I'm, i ain't gonna say nothing there yeah <laughs> uh, i just oh okay the, the last two i know because they right here because i just read so much bro uh hacks is on hbo it's on hbo max what's that um, about um it's basically about it's two women. It's an older comedian. It's a woman. And like, she's starting to, her career starting to fade a little bit. And then you have a TV writer who's a younger person, maybe like around our age. And like the younger writer is basically, um, her career is at a halt because of something. Um, she was involved with a, contra a controversial tweet and nobody wants to hire her inside their rooms. So um, her manager it, it also manages the older comedian and basically links them up, but they're, they're like very different. So it causes like a conflict. Like she's kind of stuck in like her old ways with like jokes. And then she's kind of like, you know, really new, came up there on Twitter and she doesn't really respect it. And I just, I was just re really uh, reading the pilot. And then um, what other one did I just say? Uh, oh, Showtime with, with, uh, with, with the uh, show, winning time with, uh, with the Lakers. It's on HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. were the last pilots I read. You know um, what? You like the fourth person that uh, mentioned Winning Time, so I'm, I might have to get on it. I, you know, I still haven't seen Winning Time yet. Yeah, it's like absurd. It's like comedy. It's just, it's just, it's just entertaining to watch and like entertaining to read for real, man. Yeah, <laughs> and the, it, yeah, I'm sure. And the dude looked just like Magic too. It's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. I show it's on point. 
You know what I mean? That's what's up. Like, it's pretty accurate, and the acting is everything seems pretty uh believable. Uh, what you mean as far as yeah, like it's it's more so um, it's more so, it, it, I mean it's it's comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah, no, it's a comedy. It's not oh. like it's not like a drama. So like, like everything they do is kind of like over the top. But I see why they do it though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they got yeah. they got magic with all these women and like the way he looks at women because yeah. it's more so like in a comedy like sense or whatever. And you, you know, know. <laughs> and you and you know he's documented his his bodies. Well, not who he fucking, but as far as what he doing, he yeah. been, he's documented himself being outside. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. so he was definitely outside on that show. They got him outside for real, man. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. I like that. Uh, okay. That seemed, that definitely seemed like a good list, but, I, but I'm very, you know, one thing I noticed going back to you reading is, uh, you seem to like horror. You definitely mm-hmm. seem to have something about horror and thriller, uh, thriller, the, the thriller genre. You know, you mentioned you read it, you read goosebumps, talk yeah. about a uh, scream. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you did last summer. Uh, would you say horror is your favorite, uh, genre of story or, uh- or is there something else? Like, what makes you enjoy it so much? I'm not going to lie. Um, kind of growing up, it was, like, my favorite genre. You know, horror was my favorite genre. Um, I love, I generally love, because um, there's always, like, some mystery to it. And then it's, like, kind of like the 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 Scooby-Doo feel of it, of, like, you know, like, I feel like they're the most entertaining. I mean, that's, like, the most entertaining, like, genre. And I don't want to say the easiest to make. But it doesn't really take a lot to go and tell like a horror story. It's kind of really all about the creativity. Like you look at, you know, Hollywood, um, a lot of there's been like a lot of horror films that was made to little like to nothing. But the story was so intriguing, mm-hmm. you know, they became hits. I mean, you got like Halloween, you got uh, Blair Friday Witch Project. Yeah, that you got Friday 13th, you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um Man, you got Nightmare on Elm Street was only made for like a like a million, even though back then, like because of inflation, like the dollar was, you know, the dollar, like yeah, it was different mm-hmm. to travel. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just always intrigued with the with with the the story, just because it was always like a thr- like it was like so exciting to 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 just read and kind of like even watch. It was like a thrill to it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can really just say that. Kind of like, kind of like growing up. Um, as far as making and what I like writing, like horror kind of like faded like a little bit. And I started really, um, I say by the time I got to, I was leaving high school, I would say like drama came like my favorite, like genre, just because it was like more so relatable. Mm-hmm. I feel like what drama, it's not real drama, especially television shows is never really about like the plot, the plots be, like me, you can come up with a plot right now. It's really about the characters. Yeah. You feel me? And like how you relate to the characters and like the universal themes that that are implemented inside the story that connects you with, you know, that 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 basically that's how you like resonate. That's how it resonates with you. Um mm-hmm. horror, it was more so like horror, I don't really find it's not really like relatable to me. It's really just a story has like so much thrill to it. You know, I mean, you, you know, you just want to watch it. So drama, drama, um, became my uh, favorite favorite genre and all forms of drama you got you got dramedies you got crime drama you got teen drama right you, um, you got kind of got melodrama um I would say I would say drama 
uh, horror was never really like my favorite genre kind of like looking back it was it was always a um 50 50 with drama because when i was in um when i was in in elementary school my mom used to work my grandparents used to watch me you know what i mean my grandfather used to stay home because he you know he, he was sick and my grandmother used to work and um there wasn't a lot of tvs in the house so my grandmother used to she used to uh, watch the soaps, you know, um, on, on day, daytime soaps like ABC, man. And, yeah, um, General all Hospital. My children, it, it used to be all my children, one life to live, General Hospital, back yeah. to back. Yeah. I, and so, um, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they watched me during the summer, but like, Mark, I just remember it. Because you got to think about it. Every day, your grandma coming home to watch the, the same thing. There's only one TV in the house. Yeah. Like, I'm watching it as well. And like, bro, I'm like a little kid and I'm watching this. And I started getting intrigued with the storylines mm. and I was like a little kid I couldn't relate to this like they were all like they were all white <laughs> and then they were all like just grown but my grandma yeah. used to watch them but like I became a fan of it like I wow. know I can tell you all the characters like, <laughs> I, can you, like, I can tell you all like every single character bro like every single character I remember certain storylines and then I think that was like the seeds that made me want to become like a storyteller because I think the only thing with it that kind of like I would have probably be farther in my career right now if I, if I really was just honing on it because it was a I didn't I didn't give up but I didn't go like super hard back then even when I was a kid, um, just because everything I was watching and then when I was looking it up I just see nobody black doing it. Mm. I didn't see anybody black and then like those um, and then all those shows there weren't any it may be only like one or two like black characters you know what I mean but it was all white people but it was you know. Right. I, I love those shows though man that those shows definitely influenced me like as, as a storyteller you know what i mean it was just straight you know just 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 those storylines like all right I, I gotta watch what happens tomorrow you know what i mean right. so, i'll say drama drama and, and horror was always like 50 50 for real to mm -hmm. be honest you know what i mean so that's what's up yeah ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that they definitely culture staples uh <laughs> no doubt about it is there a character give me a character from any soap opera that you watched as a kid which character do you, would you see yourself hanging out with, and which character could you not stand? Um, I mean, soap operas. I remember, I remember in all my all my children. Um, um, man, I used to be. Um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Mike Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching the show back then. Um, he was the first black character I ever seen on there, and I think he, when I was a kid, and I was seeing like the he, he was on, on he was on all my children. He was on all my children. He played if I remember his character, his name was Reggie Montgomery, um, and he was adopted by this older white guy named Jack Montgomery. I forgot why he was adopted. I think he just didn't have his parents, and then um, I, I really resonated with his character because he was he was more so as a lost like you know black kid, and you know he was just taken in by his family, and they kind of showed him like how he. Showed him how to love. He was. They showed him like you know. They gave him like real love, mm -hmm. and like just kind of brought into more storylines. So I really, I, I can see myself kicking him one because his his character was like super cool. Uh, one character I couldn't stand was um, it's dude named Ty Manning on, on One Life to Live. Um, he was <laughs> like, his character was like you ever you seen Power right? Power. Some of it. I never finished it. Power. He didn't sell drugs, but he was like. He was like um, the main character, uh, James St. Patrick, played by Amara Harwood. He was like him. Oh, the way okay. The people and Got the way it. certain things he was trying to do. And I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't rock with him, but he was the most intriguing person on the show. Right. The way he was people and like, you know, he had enemies, man. He would kind of get them out the way, man. I was, 
like that, man. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was Amari Harwood's character. He was that medicine dude that don't nobody really want to fuck with, but they didn't really yeah. like either. Facts. That yeah. makes sense. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Those are pretty good choices too, right there. Hey, well, shout out to the soap operas. You know what I mean? What's we'll say we're still on today? What you say? I wish it. I wish those shows were still on today. They ended. They they, they ended. I thought they that should been going on for like fifty years. General Hospital. I want to say is still on. I don't know why all my children in one life to live ended. I really don't know. I got to look that mm. up. I don't know why they ended. I don't. I remember. Then they switched to like being like a web series. I don't know if maybe ABC just got rid of them. Maybe they wasn't driving the you know, the ratings that they had at one point. Mm. But um, was I don't, it? You know what happened? Was it recent? No, this had to be. By the time I got to college, I don't think it was on anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Look it up why? Because my guess was gonna be like COVID or strife. Yeah, I, I have to look that up. Things. I don't. I really don't know. Mm. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, spe- and speaking of COVID, how had how did the pandemic affect your creativity and uh, like where were you um, in the midst of COVID? Financial wise, job wise, creative wise, spiritual wise, like where were you during that time? Man, um, I remember I had graduated. Man, I didn't really have a plan. I I didn't really know what. You know, you kind of graduate, and it's kind of like you know what's next. You know, I thought about like grad school. I didn't know what grad school I wanted to go to, but I knew I had to go to grad school like in L.A. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, I I actually applied to SCAD. You know what I mean? I got in, but like it just it kind of wasn't really making sense. You know what I mean? Um, I started like kind of contemplating, okay, do I really need this? And if I'm going to go to grad school, like I'm, I'm going to go to LA. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. go because I know I, for exactly what I want to do, like have to be there. I knew um, by the time I had um, graduated, I knew I'm like, okay, I knew for sure I wanted to write for television. You know what I mean? And I knew like, okay, well, you know, you have to move to LA. Like, you know, if ands or bust about it. You know what I mean? So I ended up like moving back home, still trying to figure it out. Was working like just kind of wherever I can. Yeah. Um, you know, call center, um, jobs that weren't really like too difficult. Um, really was really lost because I didn't I didn't know like what like, you know, you kinda graduate and it's like what now like you in a real world. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know I mean? <laughs> you just in a real world. Yeah. Um, pandemic had hit. Um I got accepted to LMU. Yes, you know? sir. Um I didn't know if I still want to go just because just that that tuition again, you know. What I mean, I was just wondering, okay, do I really like need this? Like, is there a way I can be successful and get where I want it to be, like without this? And then I think COVID had hit, and then it was just, it was just like, all right, I don't. I, I decided just not to go, just because like it was pending. You, I didn't really know what the world was going to be after COVID. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like we 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 never experienced something like that. We're okay, everybody inside their houses, and then I mean, I was working at Amazon at the time. You bro, you mean? too. I was at Amazon too, bro. I, I was, oh, hey, God. Man, I was, I was bro. I'm a. I, I always been my my parents like our workers. Like I've been around like hard workers like yeah. all my life. So working like I'm always like working. You know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of really bad because I work so many hours, and like mm-hmm. you get to a point where you're a worker, and it's like that's how you define yourself. If if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, when you're not working, you feel like you're not being productive, and it's just, like, it's really, it's bad, bro. I don't know how to really kind of explain it. No, I get what you mean. Like, you um, you get so mixed of mainly trying to get trying to get paid in mm-hmm. order to survive, and when you feel like you're not working, and you're not getting the money that you want to get in order for you to live, you feel like you are wasting your time. Or, well, actually, both things can be true at once. 
you know, some people get so used to a routine, constantly all the time working all them hours. You know what I mean? You get kind of conditioned to, you get conditioned into thinking that's all you know. Forget about yeah. everything else. Forget about my hobbies. Forget about, um, you know, even my goals in the future. Right now, I'm trying to, I'm right now, all I know is to go to work, get paid, and go home and go to sleep and wake up so I could do that shit again. Well, and we get so used to that cycle that that's all we know. More so not just working to always get money. I'm talking about even working just in anything, like just being like like productive. Like I, I sometimes I think one thing I struggle with is kind of like taking some time out and like getting rest because I'm always like worrying because I always want to be like father. I see myself father and like, you know, like my parents, you know, kind of growing up, like they always just like work. They worked for the things that they wanted, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. really that. But yeah, I was working at Amazon and I was, I was collecting checks. Um, what, but, uh, what 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 part were you in? Like, what was your what was you doing there? I was uh, I was doing I was doing delivery. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I was I was, in, I was in the warehouse. That's oh, I did. Oh, you did tell yeah. me. I was I was sacrificing my life for real. Um, I really I was staying at the at, at home at the time at the crib, so I didn't really have to like work. But like my mind was like my mind when I got home, I was more so worried about like trying to get out. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, okay, I was wondering, okay, am I gonna go to Atlanta or am I gonna move to LA? But I knew if I was gonna go to LA, I knew that, you know, I only knew like one person in LA. I was like, if I go to LA, or I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go to like school or something. It's just too expensive. Like, what am I gonna do? I don't really, I don't really know anybody. I don't have any connect. So, so time had went. Um, and then I had, um, I had saved up enough bread just because, like, you know, I, I'm at home. Like, it's no really crazy bills I gotta pay. I'm just paying maybe like, you know, something small, whatever had enough saved up and then that's when I decided to just I said I'm not gonna go to LMU like I said just because like I didn't really know what the world's gonna be after COVID this is 2021 and I ended up just moving to Atlanta like moving back to Atlanta you wow. know we had my apartment had my own spot you know what I mean I was good you know what I mean so and I was like you know back to the grind um and that was like within the time of COVID you said creatively I didn't even I didn't even think creatively um you good bro I didn't even I was talking about just work um creatively I tried to make another short. It was gonna be my second one in um in Aurora, but it was like this was like in the midst of COVID was high. So I didn't have access to anything. You know what I mean? I didn't even have uh I knew one DP um and he was working with me, but we just couldn't get it finished. Um we didn't have access to stuff. It was it was um it was gonna it was basically about like a female basketball player. You know, this is gonna be short. Um it's kind of a concise story, but certain things that we needed, we we just didn't have and we just didn't have a lot of resources, so I scrapped it. You know, oh, man. I put it the effort. It was just too much. And it was like just a two, you know, we didn't really, it wasn't even a skeleton, a skeleton crew. It was just really just me and him. You know I mean? I scrapped that. said, so I'm not going to do it. But man, but like, I, I, my mind is so weird, bro. Cause like I said, I grew up an athlete. You know what I mean? I just kind of have a competitive mindset. So I'm like, okay, that's when I had in my mind, like, all right, I'm going to go to Atlanta and like, I'm going a, I'm to a make another short. And like, I, I'm not going to play. Like, I'm not going to play around with this shit. Like, I'm, I'm right. going to So yeah. within that, I wrote another short. You know what I mean? I was kind of like um, taking some things that I, I was going through and I knew I knew I kind of I wanted to make a, a gritty drama because I knew it, it's easier to shoot. And, you know, I, mean, I wanted the characters to kind of be more relatable and I wanted to be about certain people I just knew, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I want I knew I wanted to tell a story because like it wasn't going to have a strong budget. It was going to be self-financed. I knew I wanted to tell a story that people would be you know, they would be excited to be, to, they would be excited to want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
um, you know, I mean, I wrote that and that was that was my my short film, like Urgency. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I had wrote it, man. Um, you know, and now we talk about like drafts, you know, what I mean, it started out was like, you know, I, I was doing a little like too much on the draft. So like, you know, I kept getting like, you know, I get notes from people. I'll send it to some people like, man, what you think it is? You know, the log line already the long log, the log line I had already like intrigued, like everybody I was talking to, like basically saying, man, I'll watch that. You know, that's how I kind of test certain things out. Um, I gauge, that's how you gauge people's interest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but really with the script I had wrote, because really I have an idea and it's really about when I told you writing is so many drafts, like you, you, you outline it of everything, but then like, you'll be so excited for the story. You just don't know how you want to tell it. Okay, should I do this? Should I do that? And then like one of my best friends who also produces my short films, um, he, um, he would kept giving me notes like saying, Hey man, like, we'll, we'll, but he wouldn't help me write it, but he, he'll give like just notes, yeah. you know, like, oh, it should be a little bit more like this. Like, can we see this? And then, um, you know, maybe you should change this opening and, you know, do this here. You feel me? And then like, I will go like, write it, you know, just take notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then, um, I was really like nervous a little bit, you know what I mean? Until like I put um, a casting call saying, I'm doing this and, and what the log line was. And like, and it, it just, it, and it intrigued like a lot of people. I didn't know it was going to get that much attention. And it was kind of like, got like a lot of anxiety. Like, you know what I mean? Like people was yeah. posting it. Like, if y'all want to, y'all want to uh, audition for this, man, it, it's so hot. You know what I mean? So um, did that. And like, I, I was geek, man. And um, you know what I mean? I picked the apartment I was going to go to in Atlanta and shit, I just moved back. And, and that was, that was like, well, I'm going, okay, I'm going to go. And I'm going um, you know, to make this short, you know, I mean, wherever I got to work, whatever I got to do. I really moved back because I was trying to um, work in production as well. Mm. You know, I mean? and God and, and, and blessed, blessed by blessed by the Lord. You know, I mean, so super blessed. Man. I end up finally like working, you know, what I mean, in the industry, you know, what I mean, reality television. Yeah, like, I super, super. I'm not lucky, but just blessed. Yeah. You know I mean? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was like COVID, you know, what I mean, well, first of all, congratulations on um. I, I feel like I said congratulations multiple times before, but I'm gonna say it again. You know, congratulations on uh, making an excellent project. Urgency is a hell of a film, uh, for sure. Thank you so much, man. Love the characters, love the, the plot twists, um, yeah. love the authenticity. I love the realism behind yeah. it. That was really uh, that was definitely something to watch. Um, now it's funny because you call it a short film. I wouldn't. And this is just you can call it however you want to call it. I wouldn't consider it a short film because. It's a it's an hour. Like that's a whole movie, bro. You feel me? I feel like short film can range from like two to twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a range of a short film. But you made a whole film. Yeah. You feel me? That's that uh was you know pretty groundbreaking for the city. Like that's major. Not a lot yeah. of people could do that. I mean, I mean, it was it was, it was like thirty seven minutes. But I, I get what you're saying. Though. I think to, to, and that was one of my problems as well. I feel like I would have more even more projects like a, a traditional short film like a, a traditional like we would like disengage like the internet or gauge like short films they're really like from five to like 16 17 mm-hmm. you know that's true um, and really obviously they're just shorter because um it's just easier to produce like the longer you go the more specific it might be more stuff may fall apart you know i mean the performances may not be how you want them because like now you spend more time with people more stuff just kind of gets exposed, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like making this like tight, you know, um, concise story. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying though. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, and uh, my bad, I stand corrected. You're right. That was about 40 minutes. It definitely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was closer. 
to the, yeah, to the end. Like, like right on that edge. Bro. Word. I get it. And um, if you don't mind uh, sharing, how was the chemistry like between you directing the project to the actors and the crew behind it? Like how, how was the uh, chemistry while working on this project? Was it smooth? Was it, was it drama? You don't, and you don't have to get say no names. Was it, was it, uh, did y'all get things done that y'all wanted to get done? Was there any setbacks? How was the process of making and building uh, this this project that came from your head? Yeah, so um, the first person I hit up uh, about the project, obviously I had um, people who were involved who, you know, I always had like a group of friends I went to college with, you know, who always like supported me. Um, you know, I hit them up and they were like really excited with the material and kind of like, they said, okay, well, this is what we need. Like, this is hard. The story kind of like resonated with them. And then um, I hit up the our uh, person I, I wanted to DP, DP my first film. Uh, it was Trey, Trey Hazelwood. Trey Hazelwood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I remember him. Uh, and really um, hit him up. And then like, it was really just the auditions. And, you know, I had, it was me and then uh, three other producers who who were like looking at um, auditions. And we were kind of with me. I, I'm gonna be honest, like when it comes to auditions and like when it's looking at characters, it's sometimes not always about who like the best actor is. It's about like who just fits the role. You know what I mean? I like telling stories that are super authentic. So like, you know, I don't, you know, it's just like, you know, it's more so who has like the look for this character that's, you know, that's, um, that, that is being like, you know, I, I, I'm just envisioning and like who, who I know can like really like execute. Um, now, I don't ever like being like, I'm not like, you know, you get caught like in the, in the, in, in the creative, like people, like you'll go like deeper inside film and TV and you'll see people just want control of everything. Like everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, like, this way, that way, that way. I'm not really like that. Yeah. I feel like I was like that maybe my first like project. And it was more so because like, I tried like three times to, to get a account, like, to, to, to make a project. And I was having so many difficulties that I, I like kind of, switch my mindset like okay this has to get done you know what i mean i was graduating from college so like man i gotta get this project done so it's like no i have to i want it like this way but then like i started loosening up um and realizing okay like this isn't like my project this is like our project it's, it's, it's bigger than me but i learned this like a while ago it's bigger than me like you know what i mean this is like you know you know so many people you know who, who are just like a part you know what i mean you know they want to be in certain places as well so how can i it's not about me you know what i mean it's like in this life, you know, so I'm gonna be 100, like, you know, my mentor always tells me, or like, you know, it's not about you. It's about like how you can kind of impact like others, you know, how mm -hmm. you can add value to other people's lives. You know what I mean? So, um, so um, I had a, um, a, like I said, I had like two or three of the producers like just helping me like pick, saying, man, like what you think, you know what I mean? And it was like certain roles that like, I didn't even like choose the person, not that I was opposed to it, but it was more so people were advocating for them because it was like, man, like this, this person is crazy. And I'm like, all right, like this, this is what we're gonna go with. You know what I mean? You really believe in them. Cause it's not, it's not just me. You know right. what I mean? I think more so, I'm not gonna lie. I ain't gonna think more so it's hard because for this project, I, I self-finance. Like everything was coming out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Mm. That's where it just kind of gets like a little rough. Cause it's like, damn, like I really wanted to, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is, you know what I mean? Like, um, right. you know what I mean? Um, but as far as the chemistry, um, uh, all the chemistry went went pretty well. I, I enjoy everybody I love with. Uh, everybody I worked with, like I really loved. Um, I didn't have a problem with anybody. Everybody was uh, more so, you know, more so. Um, everybody was more so like just enjoyable to really work with. I loved everybody's vibe. Everybody wasn't like you know into 
you know, their characters, everybody was like asking questions. Everybody was like, you know, rehearsed, you know what I mean? We didn't, I didn't like come and then we didn't like get ready for a scene. And, you know, obviously people forget lines and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People on the rise are in the upcoming, but uh, up and coming, but you know what I mean? Everybody I worked with, you know what I mean? I didn't have any problems with, with, um, with, with anybody. One thing I, I feel like I wish I could have did more. Um, I did it though. Cause pe- people, you know, sometimes like as a, as a, you know, actors, they offer like suggestions and then, um, you know, they envision things a certain way. Um, I was kind of like looking back. It's like, like when you, you're learning, I wish um, they had adjacency, like not adjacent, like they were, um, they had agency over like their characters, but you know what I mean? I wish I took some like their opinions in like a little bit more, not saying that the project didn't come out like the way I wanted to, but I wish I gave them like a little bit more of a voice, but I gave them more of a voice because they did certain things like, Hey, we'll, we'll do this take um, your way. And then um, then we'll just have it like the original way, but um, just being more more collaborative. But I think of the overall process, I really like enjoyed it. Um, while we were filming, um, you know, while we were filming, I, I was working in, you know, in production. And it was like long hours in, in reality TV. Yeah. So we would film. We would have to film when everybody's schedules are like our line, which was tough, and it just makes filming even longer. And this is why you should be doing like t- like you know just in traditional short film like tr- like a traditional short film you should probably knock out like in a weekend or maybe like a week right unless you're trying to do a series that are like you know a series or something like that but unless it's like a feature that's why you might want to stay away from like longer short films just because things do pop up you know what i mean it's just you know filmmaking is like a hard process but i overall just enjoyed it as far as like the chemistry i think everybody like you know clicked and it came out like the, you know the way i wanted to you know what i mean but even that's- it did better than i wanted to so wow yeah that's beautiful. And, um, and I like the flexibility that you gave to yourself and, uh, you know, to the crew. I think that's mm-hmm. fire. And yeah, that's hard work. So you was, you was filming your own project while working on the, on the reality all at the same time. Yeah, man. And those is long hours. You know, I was working as a production assistant on, um, loving hip hop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hours, um, I worked, um, on Just Steve Harvey while we were filming. Towards the end, I was working on Just Steve Harvey. And then during the summer, I started working on um, when Love & Hip Hop had ended. Mm-hmm. I worked on an HGTV show called um, Mary, Mary to Real Estate. I don't know if they changed the name. They were like kind of battling what name they were going to go through. And those were like long, longer, you know, longer hours. It's not like a traditional, like, you know, nine to five. Sheesh. Tough, man. So... So you might, when the hell was you sleeping then, like during that period? Bro, like, man, bro, it was, because like also with the film, like I'm creating like the shot list and everything like that as well. I'm creating a shot list if things need to be changed, like locations, like I'm doing all of that, man. Yeah, that's a lot. Wearing a lot of hats. Luckily, when you're a PA, you have downtime when they're actually shooting because you're not, you know, you just, you know, you're Very doing like true. movies. Um, so I would do it within there and then I do it within that time. And then like going home and I just, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't like get, I wouldn't get like full, a full nice rest, man. It's, it's, I just, I just didn't care, man. I was, you know, trying to get, get that project done. Yeah. I, yeah. I was hungry. I Still. Word. Word. Wow. Um, what time was call time? Uh, like on the first, what time was call time usually when uh you started uh shooting? Loving hip hop. 
I don't think the call time they used to, it used to vary. It was. Oh, I'm never... talking. I'm talking about your own project, but oh, but oh, but oh, I, but but when uh but I am curious about that too though. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh, in reality space, love and hip hop, it will vary. We will have to be at the production office, and sometimes like at eight, sometimes nine, sometimes maybe like seven. It'll be a, a range around there. It will, it will always vary, and then sometimes we'll have like a late call time. You know, reality TV, reality TV man is is so. It's so iffy just because like they'll they'll go and oh we're shooting here then they're like a location would drop and then like the whole day we're just sitting around and we gotta go you know I mean do errands and stuff like that. AGTV mm -hmm. was more so like a strict time I would say I have to be like at the production office. It was still raised around like that seven eight nine just depends on what the location is. Uh, Judge Steve Harvey if I can remember, um, that was like man. I forgot where we had to drive. That was where like by like the studios kind of like where Marvel and them is at. They were still like, I want to say like eight, seven. Um, mine for urgency, each should just vary. I didn't really ever have it like too early. You know what I mean? I wasn't finna just do no early like call time because it was kind of like shoot, the short film was kind of more like run and gun shooting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So depending on the day, like, you know, 10, maybe like 11, like, you know, if it's like during the weekend, if we're shooting something because, you know, people are working, you know, jobs, you know, people have lives, mm -hmm. you know, if it's we it, that's where we probably get like the night shoots in like you know we'll just knock out like this night shoot word, you know? so, word. Yeah. <laughs> i get i get it man it's a lot of hours a lot of work uh I, yeah you gotta somehow uh get through it the best yeah. way you can but you gotta love it you know what i mean yeah. i get that so how was the editing process uh for you editing process was that's was crazy man because um i actually had to edit it like my myself Mm -hmm. Just it was like no financing to um, get the post production done. You know, what I mean, only it was really only like a budget for um, really just a color grading. So mm -hmm. I, kinda, you know, I had to I had to put you know I, mean, I had to put the film on my back and I had to edit it myself, which made the process. I don't I don't know like how long if somebody who's more experienced how long it would have took them, but it took me like some months to kind of like edit it like because I edited it like like um like by myself like no help and then mm -hmm. um, what program did you use? Premiere Pro. That's what's up. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. yeah, that's my shit too. Yeah, and then after I got it to the way I want it, you know what I mean. And then like also when you're editing and you're not like a pro efficient editor, you're kind of like you look at the film a little different. You know what I mean? You want to like, okay, is this good? Like, you know, if you're going through takes, you kind of overthinking. Okay, am I using this take or that take? Or and then like I, you know, once I had it complete, I, I sent it to Trey, who was also the colorist on it, and then he kind of just like threw it on there, and it was just hot. It was just fire. You know what I mean? I remember I, you know sent it to um one of the producers and I, I sent it to somebody else and then uh it was like just the first five minutes and it was like man this is fire man so <laughs> i was like yeah. so i got that skill underneath me like i know like i'd edit you know what i mean it's just editing is just like a it's a very um it's a very like not tough process but it just takes a lot of time a lot of patience and a lot of patience you know what i mean a lot of patience yes yeah <laughs> yes indeed so when you finished it, when it was complete, when it was wrapped up, not just from the production's perspective, but from the editing perspective, did you have a a, a premiere, like a screening, any or anything? How was how was the celebration of it? Man, I, I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to have a screening in um, in Atlanta, but um, man, um, I um, I had completed the project, and um, I was so eager 
you know what I mean? I was so eager to, to bring it out and I was going to have um, a screening. It was like two places I was looking at in Atlanta. It was one, it was one in, um, I want to say Midtown and it was another place, man, but you had to book so far in advance and I was looking at all these places and then like, you know what I mean? You just had to kind of book, everybody just kind of like booked up for like what they was having. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, do I, do I really want to wait to have a screening or do I, um, or do I just want to like, you know, bring it out? You know what I mean? And then like me, I was like, man, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just bring it out, man. That was, that was one thing. Um, I wish I would have did it more so for like the, the actors just because they put, you know, so much is hard, you know, I mean, hard work and time into it. And, um, if, if I had to, if I had to go back, I would have, um, waited to just have the screen and more sold for them. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I just was like, you know, I'm gonna bring this out just because I feel like I just kind of had so much to prove, you know, because I knew I needed the the project to be taken like seriously, like as a, as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. people was asking me about it and there's more. So I was tired of waiting, like when it was done. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was tired of it, bro. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still possible. I mean, maybe, uh, uh, when it's like a five year, 10 year anniversary, you know, you can do a little screen like that. You know, filmmakers do it all the time. You know, yeah, they, 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 they have a they have an anniversary of this project, have the screening. You know, fan, new fans come through, the old crew come through, so it's still possible to do it. Maybe yeah, that's something to think yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, that's that was a fire project. So okay, so you put it out. Did you expect it to do the numbers? Did you expect that project to get the numbers that it got, or um? Or was this like a surprise or were you like kind of blown away? Like, whoa, this shit is getting, getting big. I didn't think it was going to get this much attention. Yeah, no. Um, so I remember I first had brought it out, man. And like, it didn't really, um, a lot of, like a lot of people were close to me and everybody was like really proud of the project, but it was just, it was just cool. Like it was just like, you know, cool, whatever. But then like over time, like it was just hitting, like it was just doing a lot more people were like hitting me up, like people hitting you up, like just out of nowhere, like congratulating it people hitting you up on YouTube, people like, you know, emailing you. And um, I, I really didn't expect it. You know what I mean? I didn't expect it like at all. More so as, um, it's not really like, you know, it, I just didn't, I just didn't really just, I, I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? I was just thinking, you know, I just wanted to be taken seriously, like as a um, filmmaker, because it was just so much time, you know, from like my, my, my last project, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm, I'm capturing, I'm documenting on social media. So people are kind of like, you know, engaging with it saying like, you know, when is this coming out? And then the editing process, when I had to edit it, you know, it took me a while to kind of like complete it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, I just, I was just super like kind of surprised, you know what I mean? I knew it was good, but I didn't know, like, you know, I didn't know people, you know, would gas it like that. Mm-hmm. You know? I was proud of the project, but I didn't, you know, expect it to be like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the best things. One of the best things any creator could do is impress themselves. Right. Yeah. So you felt like regardless of how it did, you mm-hmm. loved the project at the end of the day. You weren't doing you weren't concerned about how you weren't concerned so much from the outside spectacle. Not saying that they didn't play a role, but it had to impress you first. Yeah. Period. And you wrote something that um that you felt like was true to you first and some people can't do that some people like to think about oh what's hot what's trending right now oh okay this is the topic of discussion in society let's make a project about this you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and some and a lot of times you can they don't pull it off right (laughs) you know what i mean like sometimes they filmmakers and writers write something that's hot what's trendy 
they don't even give a fuck what it's about, but they have to do it because executives, producers tell them, hey, like, we should do something like this. Yeah. Because this is this is how the society feels. Talk about it. Yeah. That's more so that's more so because like this the, the studio like ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more so it's like, you know, the thing about filmmaking and when it comes to networks and all these TV shows that the out like the the outside doesn't understand is you know, like these shows aren't being financed by the people who are making them. They're being financed by, you know, somebody else. So, you know, if exactly. you know, imagine, imagine you're putting your money into something, you know, they, you know, they have say so on what's, 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 you know, who's starring in it, you know, and what the budget's going to be, you know, giving you notes on the story. I like, mean, you know, both know it because you're not, you're not spending your money on it. And then it's kind of like that, that's where it kind of just gets tough. But yeah. when it comes to independent filmmaking, you 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 have more of a whether you're fine self-financing is your project or like, you know, let's say like you you crowdfund, you know, which a lot of people do. Spike even Spike Lee did it. You know, yes, he's he on. You know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, get, you know, get that. Uh, or like you say, you got private financiers or private investors. You just have more um, you have more creative control. And, and yep. that's what it is. So, um, but not, but not, but now your budget may be like lower, you know what I mean? You may be more, more, more con- like, you know, you're kind of limited on what you can do, but that's when you have to be your most creative, Yeah. You know? but, but you keep your, you know, your creative control, but you know, when you're kind of working in a Hollywood, you know, ecosystem or, you know, just a system in general, you, um, you know, there's people who got, you know, there's this higher ups, like everybody, you know, everybody has someone who to answer to, like, you know, like mm-hmm. Frank said, like, you know, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Everybody got somebody to answer to, and it just kind of is what it is, you know what I mean? And you know, you get to a point where um, there is like people who, you know, powerful figures inside like the industry who probably have more have power, probably have more power, or maybe they they get less notes just because they've already proved they're already proven like I'm successful, like I know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like you know, Sam Livingston who created like Euphoria, it's like all right, bro, I got I got it hit, like y'all can't really. Y'all can't really tell me Kenya Bears, like I don't really know like what notes he may be getting. It's like, all right, well, you see all the stuff I created, like, you know what I mean? They I'm pretty sure everybody gets notes, but like it's more so it's like, you know, do you really have to take them? Like I, you know, I'm so I've already created so many like lucrative, lucrative mm-hmm. things, you know what I mean? So Yeah, because at the end of the day, like as, as long as they get in viewerships, which bring in more dollars, that's 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 the goal. Uh, for for a lot of the for a lot of the investors for a lot of the for a lot of the higher ups putting in the money that's the goal at the end of the day how much can we get back facts that's what it's about for them like you know the creators they create but like people who funding them they're, they're kind of more more so like on the business side like, mm-hmm. you know the advertisers you know what I mean they're, they're more so how, how is this going to sell you know what I mean yeah about the money you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's true. And uh but speaking of the industry, like you um I see that you got um you and I talked about this before. You're working on some projects right now, right? That you're trying to get greenlit. Yeah. Um so um what I don't know if you want to talk about it because I I can edit this out. You know what I'm saying? Cuz no, I don't, oh, Okay, cool. Talk about it. Um uh I I have one project um I don't want to say the name of it, but it's a a spin-off of a um a popular sitcom a very very popular sitcom wrote a pilot for it um you know showed it um showed it to um some people got it to some people um this is before the strike you know i mean uh got to some people and they were they were like you know their response to it was was really good and um 
just just is a lot of things going on um behind the project and you know just trying to see if it can come to light to one day you know what i mean or you know something can come of it um another project i'm working on is a um an independent project you know i'm probably going to be crowdfunded for it. we're probably going to do a pot no, I mean, not a podcast we're probably going to do um a casting call for it probably by the end of this month um it's a it's a crime thriller um it's a um like i said it's a series and it's titled uh, scammers um right. it's um if i had to uh compare the story to something it's like a modern day catch me if you can and mix with the recent film emily the criminal um, oh snap so um you know trying to either trying to decide where we're going to shoot it whether whether it's going to be in um la or in atlanta and basically trying to get funding for it it's a more of a um i'll say condensed story you know what i mean like the the episodes or like the parts are kind of more condensed you know what i mean because it's kind of like easier to like shoot you know what i mean and it's just um it's a very electrifying story that kind of touches on different like you know things that are transpiring like in society but very like relatable but it is it's just a lot of twists to it man this is just keep on like you know twisting so that and then um really those two and then um and then i'm just really just writing a lot you know what i mean yeah. i want to i want to shoot like my first feature here like real real soon i'm kind of like playing i'm kind of dabbling like which one i kind of want to always writing but kind of dabble which one i'm going to put my all into like okay i want to get this like really made because after after that um series i want to yeah, I just want to kind of get to like making like my first features. I think that's what everybody kind of dreams of dreams of doing for real, man. So yeah, only time will tell. I I dig that you're on the right track. Yeah, you know what I mean. You definitely yeah. put in the work to yeah. to to, right, to make it happen. So take all the time you need. Take yeah. all the time you need. Uh, don't rush it. You know what I mean. Do not burn yourself out either. You feel yeah. me? Uh, if and have fun. That's all I can say. You gotta have fun with it. Definitely, man. No, for sure. It's all about, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So uh, that that sounds fire. Like you sound like you got a good plan on schedule. Yeah. Um, and again, you at so so um, and you're doing all this, all these creative things, especially yeah. right now while being in LA. So mm -hmm. how's how's your transition to LMU been treating you, and how's the city of LA been treating you overall? Um. The uh. Man, the city, I always wanted to live in LA. Um, you know, you kind of always just dream about that, you know what I mean? You know, being like in a, not a small town, but being like in Aurora, you know what I mean? You knew LA was where it was, um, you know, where it was at, especially when you want to work in Hollywood, like as a writer, you know what I mean, or as a filmmaker. Um, I just didn't know how I was going to get there just because I knew it was just like super expensive, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, it's just a lot of people um but I ended up making it happen like right I, you know I, I moved here um uh, I moved here at the top of 2022 just oh, okay. because opportunity just kind of had rose and I'm like okay like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I knew because I, I was working in reality I was meeting like a lot of uh, like um I was peeing so much I, I met um I was like you know not met but I was like just in the proximity of a lot of high arts of reality and I thought you know working in reality I'd be able to okay, something will pop up and I can work in a scripted, maybe, you know, somewhere in production. And then like, you know, I, I would just be able to like to, you know, get into writing. You know what I mean? I, obviously I was writing, but it's more about, about so who would you connect to? But a lot of the higher ups I was meeting, they didn't, they weren't connected to anybody in scripted. They were just saying, they were like, you gonna, probably gonna have to move to LA and kind of like figure it out then. Like, you know, just call us when you get there and, 
<laughs> like you know what I mean you know we you know have somebody we're connected to but gotcha yeah. for sure. so um so that's what happened um like I said at, at LMU I didn't I didn't you know I didn't I didn't go to uh, I was just trying to like thug it out without it just because I didn't want to um you know uh grad school is always it was always like lingering in my mind but kind of when I got to meet other you know you meet other black like men with inside the industry you know what I mean and you know seeing that they're doing it and you know you see so many people that are working inside the industry without it you know what I mean that's when I truly knew okay I don't need this you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, you know, it may I feel like grad school it 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 offer it may offer you more connections you know what I mean depending on which one you go to I feel like the USC the NYU you get you know at that point when you're when you go there if you're doing the right things you know what I mean? you're making the right connections you know what I mean it's it's worth it in a sense you, you feel me but um I, I just I just feel like I could I could you know get in the way I want to without it you know what I mean wow. without that plan that hefty you know student loan over over your debt and then you know especially in this economy you know what I mean right. yeah. yeah so yeah but no the, the transition it, it was tough just because like it's so different than Atlanta um I low-key I low-key prefer like Atlanta still a little bit more um mm-hmm. to the culture but um here I've met so many great people um I I um you know one of my best friends lives here um and then I just met so many you know dope creative people but I'm trying to take just a lot of things I was doing in Atlanta and really converted to like here. I'm still trying to um not want to say find myself, but um I'm still trying to, you know, get things done, get things done like here, if that makes sense. Getting yeah. more done here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because this is this is like I I just remember I remember during the pandemic I was at home, man, and like I just used to have nice man where I just couldn't I used to dream of being like in LA. I used to just dream of being there and like just chasing a dream and, you know, and, you know what I mean? And then like, it's some things in your mind and I don't know if it's just like being pessimistic, but I just didn't think that I would, I didn't know how I was going to get here. I didn't know like, man, like, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, being here, it's just still like kind of like, like surreal, you know what I mean? Being here and, you know, being like, you know, just being here, man. I don't know, man. It's just coming from where I come from, just growing up, growing up with the certain people you grow up with. You just don't think you're going to be like in, you know, you know, just in L.A., like, you know, chasing a dream, you know, trying to make it happen. You know, and I look and now look at you. You know what I mean? You took a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. facts. Well, that's a hell of accomplishment, man. And I congratulate you for your artistry and and your your work ethic and your determination and your inspiration, too, bro, because um it's very easy. It it can be easy to just be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to do something else. But you uh you had a lot of faith in yourself and you had a team and ha- you still have a team that mm-hmm. that still believes in your work and your future and just just your work. You're a good guy, you know what I'm saying? You hella cool. you have people that for those that don't know, you know, you hella you hella cool to be with. You know what I mean? You have a very uh you have a really cool really real cool chill demeanor. And um and a lot of people can resonate and gravitate towards that. So you're definitely doing a doing a lot of good work. And as long as you stay into yourself and learning and unlearning through the process, yeah, you're gonna be all right. Yeah, I appreciate sure. that, bro. If y'all want to check out Deshaun J's work, be sure to follow him on social media. It's underscore Deshaun J. 
D-A-S-H-A-W-N-J underscore. Be sure to check out his latest short film, Urgency, which is currently on his YouTube channel. The movie already got close to 700,000 views, so y'all keep running the numbers up. This podcast was sponsored by Eli's Elixirs, an independent, healthy, 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 healthy juice company based out of L.A. Um, Real good flavors and real good for the mind, real good for the body, real good for the soul. Couple of announcements. For those that don't know, I'm a writer and I currently have a newsletter. It's titled Ricky Denham's Words and you can find me on substack.com. If you are in the LA area, Southern California area, especially in the city of Compton, be sure to come out on Saturday, February 17th at 8 o'clock. There's a showcase going on and it's called The Home Team Show, organized by Giant J along with his peoples. I have the pleasure of hosting it. There will be great music coming from the city, great talent. There'll be food, there'll be art, good vibes, good energy, and great support system. Also, shout out to Kanai. He'll be the DJ for the show. Excellent DJ. Be sure to check him out. Last thing, Cypress College, located in Orange County, Irvine specifically, has invited me as a guest speaker to talk about my experience working on They Clone Tyrone. There will be a screening followed by a Q&A with students and faculty. More details to be announced. That'll be on February 29th. Thank y'all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Until next time, peace.